Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inside the Booth. It's been a long time coming. A very long time. It really, really has. Um, I mean, we've been out of the loop here for a while. Of course, we've been on the NFL grind. With COVID going on, everything going on in this world, we've been on the sports gambling grind. As always, I got my co-host with me here, Lester Valenzuela. How's it going, Lester? It's I'm good. I'm good. It feels good to be back on uh, on the podcast and doing this again, man. It's been a long time coming, but uh, yeah, I'm ex- just excited to be back. Yeah, I mean, moving forward, we're going to make it a little bit different of a pace here. We're not going to go so much into the DFS side of things because as you know, we've discussed before, we've gone to the prop betting the game spreads, stuff like that, because it's more profitable in the long run. Beating Vegas, as you said, is, Absolutely. is easier than beating algorithms at the end of the day. Um, let's get started with current events. Some big news out of Baltimore. I know it's my team, but even if it wasn't, we'd be talking about this. They made a big trade. As always, EDC Robin, the NFL, getting Yannick <laughs> Ngakwe for just, just pennies. Nothing. Again, yeah. right? Like he gets peanuts, he trades them for some all-stars like he did last year with Marcus Peters. Yeah. Hoping to bring some sort of uh, more of a better pass rush there because that's something they've been lacking in the last few years. I would agree. Um, do you think this adds an immediate impact going into next week's game against Pittsburgh Steelers? Um, well, you see when like, people like Khalil Mack do when he went to the Bears. Like it's an immediate impact a position like pass rusher mm-hmm. you you can see uh the difference that they make right away because they have really one job to do is yes. is just rush the quarterback sure you have to cover the a gap or the, the b gap but at the end of the day their priority is get to the quarterback so absolutely it's gonna make a huge difference i think that this is so beneficial being the start of the bye week well, not so much to start, but you know the middle of the bye week yeah. as opposed to the start of next week. So he does get a few days in with the with the crew. Some Zoom calls, I'm assuming they get to do. Yeah. Um, this year he's got 13 tackles on the season, already five sacks. So huge numbers. These, these are good numbers already for a player that's coming into an organization that desperately needs another guy to help my boy Matt Judon on the edge. And it really gives that like identity that Baltimore has or has had of that smash mouth. Yeah. Like, we're going to hit you in the mouth, and, and you're going to like it. Oh, yeah. And I think that with only having to trade draft picks again, it's 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 a gigantic move, and it's really going to help with this offense that has really sneakily come alive in Pittsburgh yeah. as of late. I mean, Big Ben coming back, I was on the page of saying that he wasn't going to be this star again, that they were really going to crumble in the offensive category, and that their defense is going to carry them. It hasn't really looked that way this no. thus far. I, the the defense has been really really good. Yeah. Um. But to my surprise, Big Ben's played really really well, and the stars that have come up like the rookie, what's his Chase name, Claypool. Chase Claypool, oh. Maple Mapletron. Yeah, That's my boy, Canadian boy, Canadian boy. Like he has been so good. Um, a star in the making, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they still got Juju up over there, and like. On the defensive side of the ball, like they still have Minka over there mm-hmm. killing it, and Bud Dupree, who's, yeah. who's. I mean, they did lose Devin Bush for the season. Oh, heartbreaking. Yeah, that sucks a lot. Heartbreaking. But, but when you look at it, they do have enough pieces there that yeah, they could be. pull forward. Uh, that's going to be a great game coming out of the bye. We do have this week, though, and this week is going to be a current events uh, or sorry is <laughs> is going to be uh, is what happened currently tonight was the Thursday night game, the Giants at. The Eagles. Oh, what a terrible game for you. <laughs> this was a terrible game betting-wise. This was a terrible game for me in general because I just had a feeling that 
the Giants might be able to squeak this one out. Now, it wasn't so much a terrible one when I picked the under, the under hit. The, the under hit, hit, sure. And the Giants covered that spread. Uh, the money line, though, just wasn't happening. Uh, yeah, when, and honestly, I don't think the Giants lost that game so much as the rest took it away from you. Yeah, that's, that's a true point. I mean, this has been a, a year where... The holding calls have been non-existent almost. Yeah. And when they do call call penalties, it's almost like they are kind of trying to make up for something that they did miss prior. I, and you have seen DPOI or DP, DPI um, really get called less, which short can make the game more enjoyable. But they've missed some calls this yeah. year. And it, it's, it's frustrating as a fan to watch. Yeah, they're crucial calls as well. They're yeah. not just, you know run-of-the-mill plays that, you know, that are, are in midfield. They're, yeah. they're really crucial. And even in the Thursday game, some of the DPI calls that they yeah. made, incidental content, like, man, the refs got to get it right. Yeah, they really do. Uh, it was a good game um, for the NFC East, the NFC East, <laughs> yeah. as, as they're being called. Uh, my MVP coming into this was going to be the 20-yard line. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was terrible. That took out Daniel Jones. <laughs> But I, I had to switch it up. I, I, I'm going to say that my MVP goes to Doug Peterson. Being able to rally the troops after missing that play, the challenge, not being able to throw the flag in time, yeah. letting his team down on that, potentially going down, losing that game. They were down 11 points at that time. Uh, to be able to rally the troops, to be able to rally your offense, to come back, to make a play down there in their end. I mean, he did have some help, as always. Yeah. But... He, he, he called a perfect game at the end there. I mean, he redeemed himself very well. Doug Peterson's always been a guy that doesn't get enough credit, I think. He, yeah. He works with nothing. He, he took over a team that was, you know, in shambles already, was able to win a Super Bowl. I, I think that he's a great coach. And I think that Philly, if they were healthy, could be a dominant force. Carson Wentz, I don't know what it is with him, but throwing 300 yards a game, mm-hmm. like he's got to have some sort of... Winning factor there. It begs the question, like, what is happening with all these injuries? You've seen it over the last three years in Philadelphia. Like, what is going on in that locker room Mm -hmm. with the training staff? Yeah. Because you see, and you see this a lot happening with teams like Washington, Mm -hmm. with um, Oakland used to have a big problem with this, where guys would just get hurt and it's not necessarily the player's fault, but the training staff's fault. Yeah. It makes Uh, you wonder. It makes you. You know, they need a whole up, uproot in the system, in the front office, if they need yeah. better doctors, if they need a better training regimen, you know. Something needs to happen, though, to change, because every time somebody comes back, they seem to get hurt. I mean, Deshaun Jackson... Yeah, that's a tough one, but... That one was kind of tough, but he seems to always be okay. injured yeah. in his, throughout his entire career. Um, with Carson Wentz, too, if he did have a healthy offensive line in front of him, maybe he would be able to do something a little bit... Yeah, different. I mean, like, I don't know. My... my uh, my MVP of the game is Brennan Scott. Like, he, re- that last catch uh, to win the game uh, really, well, it's, it sealed uh, New York's fate there. And, yeah. Um, and without Miles Sanders there, yeah. um, he really stepped it out. Yeah, he really um, did. He, I, I think for an undersized guy, he's, he, are, he's doing what he's asked to, what they're asking him to do is just run. Uh, run the football and run it well, and yeah, it's, it's he's five foot six. Yeah, like, I mean, he's just he just that, kills it. He makes me feel like I could be in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I know every time I see him, he gives you that you know that 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 motivation, that, that, that motivation. inspiration. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
Um, going into this week, is there any games that really stand out to you that you want to touch base on first before we get into these lines? Um, yeah, I mean, like the in staying in the NFC East, uh, the Cowboys versus Washington. Yes, yeah, this game opened at a one. Uh, it's basically a pick'em. Yeah. Uh, favored for the Cowboys. Uh, the over under is at forty six points. So I mean, they don't really seem to be. It, it it will probably mimic what we've seen tonight, in terms of pace, in terms of plays ran. I believe we're going to see a similar. You know what? Dallas's defense has been god awful. It has. It has been terrible. So has Washington. I'm. You know what? I'm. I would say lean towards the over here, um, and there, be very comfortable with that. Honestly, yeah, I can see be. this being a, a pretty high-scoring game, uh, going into probably sixty points. Um, last year, Will Fuller had a game where he scored three touchdowns, two hundred yards, roughly, and uh, he had he had a blowout game. Mm-hmm. I believe that's Terry McLaren's week this yeah, week. Yeah, I, I agree think he's got one hundred percent. I think he's got this game where he's going to be able to just explode on the scene. I mean, it, it it would make me hesitant if it was Dwayne Haskins, mm-hmm. but with Kyle Allen playing last year in Carolina, and it, and you really saw what he could. Do. Yeah, potentially he was able to throw a lot of yards. He was able to play some very big games out there. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if he came out and had a very big game against Dallas. Like yeah. you say, their their defense is just non-existent. Yeah. It seems like they just don't want to win. Like when you look at teams like the Jets or like the Falcons or like the Texans before they fired their respective coaching staffs, those teams just they couldn't they just didn't want to be on the field. It seemed like they just didn't want to play for their whatever. The, yeah. And I, then once the coaching changes happened. In Houston, they they turned it all around. Once the coaching changes happened in Atlanta, they turned it all yeah. around. You know, so it makes me wonder, like, is there something there in Dallas that they don't like? Yeah, I mean, like, there was reports. Yeah, uh, I've seen the reports about Mike McCarthy not being able to call a proper game plan. Yeah. And, I, man, I've been saying this as a Cowboy fan. I've been saying this since the beginning of the season. Mm. Mike McCarthy is not a good coach. How do you have Aaron Rodgers... For 10 years. Yeah. And have one Super Bowl. I think that just goes to... Like, I don't think people give Aaron Rodgers enough credit now. Like, I believe that maybe we're not giving Aaron Rodgers that... The the flowers and roses that he deserves for being able to put up with a coach like that. And still put up the numbers he did. MVP seasons. Almost every year. Of every... And it's because Aaron Rodgers was like, you know what? I'm just gonna play no huddle offense. And I'm just gonna... I'm gonna throw for 400 yards and... You can't say anything about it. Yeah. I hate Mike McCarthy. I I cannot stand his play calling. Mm-hmm. I can, it's it's such a vanilla offense. Like give me Jason. Like I didn't like Jason Garrett at all, but like I would prefer Jason Garrett. Yeah. In a heartbeat over Mike. Yeah. McCarthy. I would just listen to his claps all day over Mike over McCarthy. And over. <laughs> over Mike McCarthy. Uh, let's start with the first game on this slate here. Um, talking about that Dallas Washington one. We'll come back to that yeah. one. But the easy one we got here to start it off is Buffalo and the Jets. Uh, 12 point spread for the Bills coming in this game. The over is under is set at 45 total. 
Uh, very easy money line for the Bills at 650. I mean, you can't you you're taking shots in the dark. You're going for the Jets on yeah. this one. Usually, you can look at these underdogs and think ah, maybe there'll be one that can come through. You know what I mean? Every year we have this. Some years it's the Bengals. We're thinking, is this the year yeah. that this the week that the Bengals get their win? Sometimes it's the Browns. Is this the week that the Browns <laughs> get the win? I don't think that this, this, is, this is the week the Jets get a win. Yeah. No. The Bills were on pace. Well, you know, two three weeks ago, people were sitting here saying Josh Allen was the MVP. MVP yeah. And and now we're coming into this like, mm, is he really MVP? Maybe not. But I think that this game is truly going to show his skill. He's going to be able to go out and throw a bunch of dimes. What I am worried about is looking at that spread. Now, 12 points to me is, it almost seems insurmountable for certain teams to come through and, and actually achieve mm-hmm. because it seems like such a large number. When you look at the entire slate, when you look at the Carolina game that's underneath it at only seven, the KC game, which is nine and a half, uh, it, it, it scares you. But, yeah. but you got to think, though, the Bills like to run up scores. Yeah, they don't let up. They never really let up. I mean, they do they do allow points at certain times. So the over in this game, to me, I'm going to smash that. I'm going to smash the over 100% on this game. Yeah, I would. Um, I think Sam Darnold, he's, he doesn't get enough credit either. I think Adam Gase is destroying this franchise. But I, I just don't believe that, you know, usually I would be in favor of going with the underdogs on the spread here and saying, you know what, Jets probably cover that. Uh, I'm going to just go with the Bills. I think the yeah, Bills I would agree. easily by two scores in this game. Yep. I, I just don't see it. I mean, Marcus May is a great safety for the Jets. You know, he, he's he, so he's he, so not good to watch. Eh? Uh, he, he came out of nowhere for me, and he, he really said, you know, Jamal Adams who? Hold my beer. I'm going to show you <laughs> really? what it's like. Yeah, I, I, I loved I, him. I, lo- I like Marcus May. I really do. And I, I like some of those players on defense. I just don't think that – I think until Adam Gase is gone – I'm going to steer far away from those Jets. Yeah, I would agree 100%. I, I really, like, I would agree with you. I'd probably hit the over. I But honestly, I'd probably stay away from them. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to touch this on many of my lines. Uh, I usually play if quite a few parlays, but yeah, I, I, would I can't attach- see myself touching this. Maybe if I want to add the 650 money line to an extra parlay just to add that extra couple bucks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Parlay a little bit bigger, but, or for the bonus, but I just, I can't see touching this game. I I would advise to stay away. Yeah, I'd stay, I'd stay away. Um, The next one is Carolina and the Saints. Um, They come in with Saints at seven to win this game by a touchdown. The total is at 51. Uh, Is there any chance that this game is a slow paced uh, under 50 points? Under 50 points? Um, yeah, I could see it. Um, I mean, Carolina has been really bad at, against the run. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, New, York, New Orleans hasn't been good against the pass. No. Um, now that I think about it, you know, I could... No, I would probably smash the over. It's really hard because smashing the over is probably the safest bet in the NFL right now. Yeah. The over is hitting at... I think it was like 70%, which is unheard of. Yeah, other than last week. I, I believe last week was the only time that the unders started to uh, really come through. The the thing is, regression to the mean. Yeah. I completely believe in it. You're, you're Usually, you're you're sitting at around 55% on the overs mm-hmm. per year. The number's got to go down. At some point. At some point. Maybe, you know, it's you're going to see a trend of hitting more unders. I could I could see this being a slower paced game because 
of the like New Orleans tends to like start off real slow. Mm-hmm. So does Carolina, and I there there is no real momentum to build. I see that. I can see that. Um, so I can see that happening. Uh, this is probably another game I'm staying away from in ter- terms of the t- totals. Yeah, but. I could honestly see uh, the spread, like Carolina covering that spread. The seven? Yeah. Um, the interesting thing about that is New Orleans is six, two and six against the spread in their last eight home games. So that does lean in favor for your liking. Carolina, on the other hand, is three and eleven straight up in their last fourteen, and the Saints are twenty-three and seven straight up in their last thirty. Uh, to me, this game. I would smash the over. I I don't even think twice on this one. I I think that Teddy B is firing this rock down the field. I think without CMC, they're opening up that pass game a little bit more. Yeah. Causing this pace of play to be a little bit faster. Causing the total plays ran by each team to be a little bit more on each side. Leaving me to believe that there's going to be more chances for them to score points in this game. I also believe that Drew Brees has been on the... The bad side of publicity is of, of late, of saying he is past his prime. A lot of people are saying that Drew Brees is done. He's, he's not the same Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees is kind of on the same level as Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Mm, I wouldn't put Ben there yet. Where they're just like, you know what? Age is just a number. Yeah. They're going to come out slinging that ball. It's going to take him a little bit longer every year to come get a little more, more acclimated to this to the play style into the NFL. Yeah, and I think it, with and no, no with no training camp, that was a really big thing too. Yeah, and I think with Drew Brees especially is last year but at the end of the year like he had no arm left. No. Right? Like and I think that's the worry. Mm. Um I haven't like for eyeball test, I haven't seen Drew Brees sling it like I've seen Drew Brees yeah, yeah. sling it in the past. Do you think Do, that could be lack of Michael Thomas though? I mean, he hasn't played since week 1. But Michael Thomas you know, he doesn't have the deep routes. No, he that... doesn't, but it is. it kind of does open it up when defenders are sitting back or sitting up higher mm-hmm. with uh, with Michael Thomas coming there and they're just trying to cut yeah, that Yeah, and I, I would agree with you. He, he doesn't look at the deep routes as much as he would yeah. without Michael Thomas being there. Yeah. Um, I just don't see the same zip. And, I like, he, Drew Brees is smarter with the ball now. Yeah. Uh, I think... Enough. I think he he has to be smarter with the ball, and he understands that. Well, when I, you have somebody like Alvin Kamara, that and that's what I was gonna say. Alvin yeah. Kamara gives him the ability to, you know, dump it off to Kamara, and boy, do the work. You know, yeah. like I don't have to do the work anymore. Yeah, he really does. Um, just a quick thing on the over under: seventy two percent of people are leaning towards the over in this matchup. Fifty five percent are going on your side with the Carolina spread. Um, for them to cover that yeah. seven-point spread. Uh, usually divisional matchups are close, so that's the one that I would go, I, I would lean towards as well, Carolina, to cover that seven points. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Maybe it's a four-point game. I could actually see that one. Win by a field goal, Will Lutz comes out and ices that game. Yeah. Um, I'm going to smash, you, know, you know what, the heck, I'm going to smash that. That could be one of your locks yeah. near the end. Um, a- moving on to the next game here, we got an AFC North matchup. Cleveland Browns and Cincinnati Bengals. I <laughs> I yeah. really don't like this we matchup. Got the Browns and the Bengals. Um, two teams that 
are very hard to call, very inconsistent. Very. Cleveland's got to be one of the most inconsistent teams with betting. Oh, absolutely. Especially this season. You know, they have one week where they get blown out by Baltimore. The next week, they blow out Cincinnati. So, I mean, is this one of the games they get blown out by Pittsburgh last week? Now they come back out and they can blow out Cincy? In the first four weeks, they scored over 30 points, the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Like, I can... Like, they've been... A consistent threat running the ball or passing the ball sure they're very inconsistent in what's going to happen especially playing something like dfs you don't know who's going to get the ball no. you don't know if it's going to be nick chubb or kareem hunt yeah. or if it's going to be obj or if it's Jar- going to be jarvis landry shoot you or might sample be, yeah and uh, joku or might, a sample sorry uh, yeah that's what i was thinking and joku yeah. might uh might blow up this week you yeah. just don't know mm-hmm. i'm so i have trouble in DFS, in terms of like the total, like you could, you could honestly lock this up as it's going to be an over. I think uh, Burrow's going to be slinging the ball because AJ Green wants the ball. T yeah. Higgins wants the ball. Uh, this total is sitting at fifty and a half right now in a divisional matchup. The spread is only a three point spread. Spread, yeah. Um, to me, this looks. This has all the makings of. Well, it kind of depends on Kareem Hunt's status. To me, yeah, I, I believe I believe in Kareem Hunt is good to go, which he probably is. I would lean more towards the the over. Um, I just don't know how I feel about Cleveland if they don't have that dynamic run there mm-hmm. and they have to go with their backup, Dearness, because I feel that. Baker's just so, so turnover-prone. We talk about Josh Allen and Buffalo a lot, but I believe that Baker Mayfield has the ability to turn over the ball way more than any other quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati has been on the wrong side of games. They haven't really gotten, other than the Cleveland game in Week 2, they tied Philadelphia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, they, They played a tough Baltimore team. So for me, I just, I, I trust that this game will be... A little bit low scoring. Um, I think Kareem Hunt being banged up, it, it really makes me lean towards the under, especially in divisional matchups. Yeah, and it'll all depend on another thing. Is Cleveland Browns' defense been playing pretty well? Miles Garrett. Yeah, they're playing lights out right now, other than last week. But actually, last week, if you look at that box score, Pittsburgh's offense didn't really do overly well. Yeah. Was, I mean, fantasy-wise, I think Ben finished off with maybe 11 or 12 points. So it wasn't really overly a sexy statistical game for their offense. But their defense came out and played in bunches. Yeah. So that could also really affect Cleveland in the fact that they just played a very physical Pittsburgh team. And now they got to go play another divisional physical game against a team like Cincinnati. But is it? are they as physical? And, Definitely not. And, and, and Definitely not. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a tough one to call. I'd probably stay away from this whole line completely. I'm not. Yeah, I'm really not going to touch this game. Uh, I don't know who's going to win it. Especially, especially the money line's too close. The yeah, money but, line's one sixty and one forty. I just I don't trust either team to be more probable than the other. I yeah. really think it's a fifty fifty gamble on this game. And and Vegas does know what the heck they're talking about. Like I like they usually do for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just can't see it. I mean, a, a couple interesting things though is. This one makes me want to just jump all over Cleveland. Cincinnati is 2-22-1 in their last 25 straight up as an underdog. Um, <laughs> that's just horrible play. Uh, that, 
That's just got that just makes me want Cleveland all Cleveland over. All over. Uh, since he's also one in twelve straight up in their last thirteen versus the AFC North, and Cleveland's one in eight straight up and against the spread in their last nine road games. Um, this game, there's too many variables on both sides of the ball. Yeah, there's too many variables on the gambling statistics side of the ball, and when you look at the consensus generally across the board. It's 45% for the under, 55% for the over, 59% is leaning towards Cleveland to just dominate. But I, I just, like you say, man, I'm turn, I'm just going to steer away. If yeah. I do put money, it's going to be on the Cleveland. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Moving forward on to the next game, we talked about at the start is Dallas-Washington. Do you have a pick for this game? Um. Yeah. So I'm going to pick Dallas to win the game. Straight up money. Straight line. up money. It's, money. A, it's a pick em now, so it doesn't matter which it way doesn't, you roll. It doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, I picked the over. 46. For 46, sure. 100%. Yeah. And, I mean, like, the spread doesn't even matter. I mean, like, I'd, you'd ha- I'd have to pick the Dallas Cowboys on with this. With the one, yeah. With the one. Would, I, you, would you make any teasers and go up or down? Like, are you confident that Dallas wins by X amount of points? Yeah, I'm pretty confident that Dallas wins about... With XM, I, I see this being the same game script as the New York Giants uh, mm. when they played them in week, I think, two or three. Okay. Where, you know, Dallas comes back like they usually do. You say they win by what? Th- three points. Three points? You can yeah. get that teaser at plus 120 then, which is actually really nice. That's, so a, that's a really nice teaser. You could just jump that up to, to 120 spread or 120 there on your uh, parlay, which would be. Uh, Probably beneficial if you're confident enough that Dallas can come out and and dominate Washington like that. Yeah, well, it, it wouldn't be dominating, right? At that point, it's winning by. Three. Well, no, but you know what I mean. Like to be able to dominate the 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 offensive line of the ball there, because yeah. that's where the battle is going to be won. Yes, yeah. Ezekiel Elliott is is the O line going to be able to handle Chase Young yeah, and that agree. very vicious D line because that's where the battle is going to be won or lost. If they can dominate on that side. Then I'm totally with you. I think Dallas wins that. And then runs the ball out with Zeke, as, as, as we said. But holy cow, pick the over on this. 46? And, like, we're going to talk about this in a second, but Detroit and Atlanta at yeah. 55, like, the value is just there. Yeah, yeah, on both sides. So I got to agree with you on that Dallas game. I'm going to roll Dallas money line. I'm going to roll Dallas over for sure. And I probably, if I make a, par- a few more parlays, I'll put the teaser up to three. Yeah. Um, that Detroit Atlanta game, you just mentioned it. This is going to be the, I think possibly the highest scoring game of the week. Vegas doesn't have it as that. Vegas, I believe has a green Bay game as highest scoring of the week. Yeah, but I would agree with you. I think the Detroit Atlanta one, uh, Stafford is primed for a breakout game. We have yet to see the Typical Matt Stafford, 350, 400-yard game. Four touchdowns. Yeah, Yeah, I I want to see it. Uh, I think that chemistry is starting to really gel with him and Galladay again. Uh, DeAndre Swift had a massive game last week. 156 yards. And I I think that Atlanta is susceptible to some big-time plays like that. Uh, We've seen it before. We've seen it in games this year even. We've seen them blow leads. We've seen them come back from deficits and then not even win the game. Uh, This game, to me, uh, the spread is... Is bang on two and a half for yeah, Atlanta. I would agree. Uh, I don't know which way I'd lean heavily towards on 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 that one. Um, I'm still kind of torn between this because last week I went with the Houston over Tennessee because they had the new coaching regime. They won the week prior. I thought this is the new turnaround. Yeah. Um, some things happened in variables in that game. They were so close to winning that uh, coin toss either way, right? In the overtime, Houston gets that ball. They potentially win that game. Uh, with Atlanta. 
they win last week with the coaching change, GM change, everything changed. Everything, yeah. Um, do you think Atlanta won based strictly on that week, or do you think this is going to be a consistent thing moving forward based on the fact that, well, Julio could be traded and he could be playing for a new team? Well, I mean, having Julio back doesn't hurt your team yeah. at all. I mean, <laughs> uh, like, Russell Gage is a great yeah. wide receiver. He's a fine young man, but, like, at the end of the day, he's yeah. not Julio Jones, no. right? Um, when you have Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. Yeah, and now Gurley. And now Gurley, who's, who's playing really, really well. I think he's found his stride. I think he's found his burst again. Yeah. Um, because it really, the first couple of weeks, like, it, it takes, for running backs, it takes a little bit to get your legs on. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, and he, it sounds like, it feels like he's getting his legs now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know what? I'm, I'd be confident in taking uh, Atlanta in the money line. Um, it's, I mean, Detroit has had, they've, they fall prey to like the one score game. Yeah. Um, kind of rhetoric where where they're close but not just not quite there. I don't think their defense is just good enough mm. for them to keep them in a lot of games, unfortunately, yeah. right? And uh, that it is what it is at that point. I think yeah, I'd pick Atlanta 100%. Um this this game to me, yeah, I, I like I say I'm kind of torn on that one. I'm going to smash the over. Uh, Detroit's 4 and 12 against the spread in their last 16. Uh, the under is five and two in Detroit's last seven road games, which is a little interesting to yeah. me. But I just I can't see this game being low scoring. Neither defenses, like you say, are very prominent. They're not like it's not like the Tampa Bay defense. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like these defenses that are more underrated than most. Uh, I would assume that this game twenty five apiece easily Easy. on, on each side. Um, Atlanta is two and seven against the spread in their last nine games as a favorite. The general consensus is kind of split down the middle. for Detroit, 52% for Atlanta. So this one, I mean, you can make some money, I believe, if you were confident enough in Atlanta. Again, you can move that, the teaser, a bit up and down. Yeah. Uh, Like I say, I I can't lock this game in. This next game, though, this is where my lock comes in, for sure. This is my lock of the week. Uh, Green Bay at Houston. Green Bay coming off a devastating loss, where, mind you, they went to Florida to play, which is hot and humid and just muggy. And this team's got to come from northern United States. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And come down to southern Florida and play a game against Tampa Bay's defense. It was no shocker that they lost this game. Now, I wish I would have went with my gut and good old Michael Lombardi off of Pat McAfee's show where he said when teams go down to Florida, by the third quarter, their tongue's hanging out of their mouths because they're so dead tired from that humidity. Yeah. Um, Green Bay's coming off of a very hard loss, and Houston's coming off a very painful loss we just spoke about against Tennessee. The spread is at 3.5 for Green Bay. The total's set at 57. I am very comfortable hitting this over. Very, very comfortable hitting this over. And I'm very comfortable hitting this Green Bay money line at 3.5. I would even be uh, um, prevy to even tease it a little bit higher. Oh, you're, uh, so you're saying they're going to blow them out. I don't think they necessarily blow them out by maybe two scores, but I think they beat them by at least six points. Um, this Green Bay defense is underrated. Like, I, I don't care what anybody says. Like, they have the corner uh, white. Like, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. not uh, no, King. Okay. Uh, he's And he's playing out of his mind. Like, this this defense, it, it, it isn't like the Tennessee defense no. that, they, that they played where... 
Actually, you know what? It's funny because if you look at the Tennessee t- team and the Green Bay offenses, mm-hmm. they're very similar. I mean, like, you don't have Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, but they use the running back in a sim- – like, yeah. they're the focal point of the offense. Yeah. Like, I could see this – and look at the score in, in yeah. Tennessee and in Houston yeah. last I, – I think – It was like almost 80 points, I believe. Yeah, that was yeah. I think – I'm super comfortable with the over there. Yeah, I, I think I would even tease this to five and a half um, for Green Bay. It'd be a plus 115. Yeah. Uh, I, I really just have a lot of faith in Aaron Rodgers. I mean, uh, I he's, so he's a new Aaron Rodgers this year. And yeah. uh, watching him every Tuesday is just giving me a new love for Aaron Rodgers as one of my favorite players. Just the way he conducts himself. He says he's changed a lot in this offseason to be that player. you got to also think, when a team... Not only were they dealing with the humidity, but when a team that is gelling so well without their star wide receiver gets their star wide receiver back, that throws a little bit things off. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? You can't really just expect them to get back to what they were before that or what they were without him. They need to find their new identity with Devontae Adams once again. And I think that they're going to use it here. And that's no disrespect to Deshaun Watson. I just think that the Houston defense is a little worse (laughs) than the Green Bay defense. Uh I would I would argue that it's a lot worse. JJ <laughs> yeah. Watt is not the same human. You know, JJ Watt's playing okay. Like he's had some decent games, but I just he's not the same JJ Watt. No, he like, really he's, isn't. he's not the two-time defensive MVP. No, he's really not. And and I think that people are starting to really notice that. Yeah. Um, are you comfortable with Green Bay on this, or are you? Yeah, I uh, like I. Honestly, I think the Tampa Bay game was an anomaly. Yeah, and. I, I I had the over on that game, and I had uh, Green Bay smashing Tampa Bay in the mouth, honestly. Yeah, me too. I'm glad uh, I took the cash out because that would have <laughs> been bad. Yeah, and, um, and I don't see anything changing. I think Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is still an elite quarterback. Yeah. I think that they have a—I think they're going to make a Super Bowl run this year. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'd be interested to— uh, see what the MVP lines look look at look like after this week because there's a, a big game that we'll talk about later on that got flexed to the Sunday nighter in Seattle yeah. there. Um, the next game is actually one of the tougher games to call. For me personally, I think this is the toughest game on the schedule today uh, this weekend. Yeah. To predict. Be. You have Pittsburgh going into Tennessee. You have the immovable object versus the, <laughs> the unstoppable, unstoppable force. <laughs> And I just don't know which side I want to lean towards. I want to lean more towards Pittsburgh based on the fact that you can't live betting life on one-week biases. I understand Derrick Henry is a great running back. The dude is un- unbelievable. He, yeah. You can't tackle him. You can't tackle him up high. You can't let him get past the O-line because once he hits that second level, he's going to be gone. He would be clocks him at 21 miles an hour. The guy's 250 pounds. 200, yeah, how is, how does scary. a human... That's, that's not even that, possible. That, like, you know yeah, what I mean? How is that possible? But I just, I just think that when you've seen him against Jacksonville, when you've seen him against Denver, he was a human being. He wasn't a monster. They, they they were able to shrink him down to a human being. I think Pittsburgh's got a good enough coaching staff with Tomlin there where they'll be able to mimic what KC did to Tennessee in the playoffs. Stop Derrick Henry. Make Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, because he's not the real deal. Throw the ball. I wow. don't believe in Ryan Tannehill. I wow. think he's a system quarterback. He's the, he's the epitome of a system quarterback because Tom Brady... That, but- Tom Brady was the cis Tom quarterback, right? And I don't believe that was necessarily true. 
because when you look at Ryan Tannehill, he's come into an offense where the defense is literally terrified that the running back is going to run them over. So they leave guys like A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, wide open for the world. And I just think that Tannehill is easy. He exploits those well. I think that he's a great quarterback for sure. I just don't think he's going to be able to dissect this Pittsburgh defense without Derrick Henry because they're going to shut Derrick Henry down. In my opinion, I feel like they will. And then I think that it's going to be on Tannehill's shoulders to throw that ball. I just don't think he'll be able to match it. I would disagree with you. Um, You look at the Jacksonville game. um, There's a couple of things. Corey Davis got Mm COVID-19 and... Uh, and and uh, Brown got, AJ Brown AJ Brown I was gonna call him Antonio <laughs> uh, AJ Brown uh, he was hurt mm-hmm. um, so you got Adam Humphreys and John U. Smith yeah right and sure you, that that leaves you susceptible to a lot of different things mm-hmm. now you got Corey Davis coming back AJ Brown you got Adam Humphreys in the slot you got Fisker Fisker I yeah yeah. Know. Who's like, you know what? He, he played well last game. He had the two or touchdowns or whatever, 100 mm-hmm. yards. That was like, dang. But um, I, you know what? I, I got the Titans here. Ooh, you like the Titans in I this got the game. Titans in this game. Um, I wouldn't touch this game. This game's too close. Uh, Vegas thinks this, this game's going to be close. So, yeah. like, uh, like, I wouldn't touch this game. Um, but, yeah, I've got the Titans here because... I believe in Ryan Tannehill. I believe that <laughs> he, while isn't a one, I don't think he's a top ten. I don't think he's a top ten quarterback, but I think no. he's a top fifteen quarterback. He's able to win games. I think that's all you really need when you have a running back as good yeah. as him. And Mike Vrabel is a great coach. Yeah, he's, I think I think he, the be, he is Andy Dalton when he when he was playing well in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I can see that. And I, don't, and I don't think Andy Dalton's that bad. I mean, like, now he's pretty bad, but... Yeah. Um, my issue with Tennessee winning this game is the injury that they have to their... I'd say their key piece in that run game, run, Taylor yeah. Lewan. Um, left a... tackle out for the season with a torn ACL. ACL yeah. Uh, Jonu Smith also dealing with a minor ankle sprain. They should get Corey Davis back, but, you know, he's going to be coming off the COVID list, so it kind of fits into that... Player coming in, trying to find his rhythm again. It's um, not the number one guy, though. No, I think fair that's... enough, fair enough. That does make sense. Um, to me, I just, I don't want to play, it, call me bitter, but I just, I can't play Tennessee because the fact that they're missing their number one guy in that offensive line, yeah, I agree. that's going to cause some things. Now, people are going to say that Pittsburgh's missing Devin Bush. They're going to be a little bit more vulnerable. That's not necessarily my my thinking in this one. Yeah, I would uh, agree. How do you think the total goes with this one? It's at a fifty and a half right now. I, I'm gonna hit the under on this one. Are you? Yeah, this one is. This guy has everything written for like a smash mouth. I'm gonna run. Mm-hmm. You're gonna run. And James Connor. Yeah, James Connor. I think, I think this is gonna be a nitty gritty game. Okay. Um, and I would smash the under on this. Um, I do like that. I I just think. Uh, I might pick the over on this one. Um, the Titans have surrendered at least 30 points in three of their last four. Yeah. And I think that just how I said it before with Tomlin at the helm, he's able to create game plans sometimes where he's going to kind of mimic what other teams have done to beat these teams. I think looking at how Houston really did well on offense against them, 
being able to have that confidence with your defense, I think he's going to take a lot of shots. I like the over in this game. Yeah. You know why I like the under in this game? This game reminds me of 2014, 2015 Baltimore Ravens versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. You know, P- Baltimore Ravens, all, you know, all they could do is really run the ball well. Yeah, yeah. And Pittsburgh, you know, it was Pittsburgh. They yeah. had Big Ben. They had Antonio Brown. And you, st- you, you, like at halftime, it was 10-10. Yeah, yeah. And it was a smash-mouth game. Yeah. Uh, like, that's what this reminds me of. I can see it. If it, if it is an under game, it's probably going to be a close one. You know, like in the mid twenties, low twenties, or whatever. I would agree. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough game. Uh, this one, yeah, I, I'd stay away. Yeah, like, stay, stay away. away. Stay far, far away. It's, um, it's the a t- play, yeah. Yeah. The next game we have was the Tampa Va- Tampa Bay and the Vegas Raiders. Now, I don't really want to touch this one. There's no spread on it, no total. It's off the board right now because five of the ali- offensive linemen for the Raiders are were sent home this week. Yeah. This uh, game might not even play. If yeah. it does play, it probably plays on Monday, so you'll probably get a better. Since you're you're probably sitting at like Tampa Bay at minus three, that's yeah. what I see the score as, and, or and it, you're probably hitting the over under at fifty one. Yeah, something around those so, lines. somewhere around. It's tough to say because t- Raider, Raiders coming off of a very big win off against KC. You know what I mean? So it's kind of you, you don't know how they're going to how, react. In this Vegas one. Vegas is a tough one to call. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 you probably get a fifty one if. If you're if it if the over under is at fifty one or if the spread's at fifty one or the total's at fifty one, I'm 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 gonna hit that so hard. The over. Yeah, the only way I'm not touching that over is if it's at fifty seven or something like that. Yeah. Uh, next game we got is Jacksonville Chargers. This is the afternoon game. Uh, it's in L. A. The spread is at seven for the Chargers and the total is at forty nine. I think that Jacksonville is back to the team that they were before the season, where everybody thought they were going to go 0 and 16. I think this is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I agree. Minshew Mania is done. I think that he's just he doesn't have the pieces around him to really succeed as well as I think he's people a, want him to do. I think he's a okay quarterback. I think he's serviceable. I, yeah. He's like Ryan Tannehill in Miami. Yeah, fair serviceable, enough. Right? He needs some more pieces in there, definitely. Um, their running back is actually really good. I love the running back. You Robinson. love? I don't. I don't like. He's I think out, he's hey. outstanding. I think that if he was on a different team, he would Robinson be, or yeah, whatever. James is. Robinson. Yeah, James I think Robinson? he would be unreal on a different team. Um, I'm probably gonna hit the seven points for Chargers on this one. Yeah, I would agree. And I probably touched under, but I mean Jacksonville's had some really crazy garbage points here, and you know the garbage time they've been they've been excelling in. So to me, it's a a little bit of a risky bet to touch that under because yeah, this, this feels like a trap game for me, mm-hmm. right? This, like this could be one of those games where, see, I automatically assume right away when I see that Chargers symbol that Philip Rivers is going to come out and throw fourteen interceptions in the game. So <laughs> that's why maybe I'm thinking it's a trap game. But I got to keep remembering that it's Justin Herbert out there, yeah, and this kid is unbelievable. He is my new favorite. Like you know, I, this year I've been thinking it's like. What's the new team I want to root for? Because I'm not rooting for Dallas because I hate Mike McCarthy. That's <laughs> another story for another day. But I think the L.A. Chargers, I'm really digging them. I really like the L.A. Chargers. I love Justin Herbert. Yeah. I like the pieces that they have. Um, not a big fan of Justin Eckler. I'm not going to lie. I'm more... Austin Eckler. Oh, sorry. Austin yeah. Eckler. Yeah. I, I like jo- Justin Jackson, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the that Chargers team is... 
Uh, we, well, I spoke about it with some people before the season started when they were talking about getting Tom Brady. I thought that would have been the perfect spot for him to land because it had all the pieces he needed. Yeah. Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler before the injury. I think, and a great defense to go along with it. I thought that would have been the perfect team. Now Justin Herbert gets to step up. I did read that Tyrod Taylor was medically cleared, so I'm wondering if they're going to... Uh, not not after the way Justin Herbert's playing. I would hope no, not. No way. Like, that first game, that when, when Justin Herbert won that his first game... Yeah, 10 minutes after he found out. You know 10 I mean? minutes, yeah, 10 minutes after he... He won the job. No, yeah. when he when he went toe to toe with Tom Brady and yeah. said, "Hey, I'm the new kid on the block," and now he did it come with Drew Brees. Up, yeah, come at me, and he won the game against Drew Brees. Yeah, like, yeah, this there's no, no. they lost that game. Did they lose the game? Yeah, they lost that game. Uh, but it, regardless, they, but he went toe to toe with Drew Brees. Like, you no, know, he's had some heartbreakers. He like, I think at this point, like, you can't play. No. Tyrod Taylor back in. No way. I love I love the Chargers this week. Uh, I'd be all over them all in money line, in their point spread, in their total. All over. I think it's over yeah. 100%. Um, I don't yeah. think there's any arguments in that game. No, I, I can't. I think, yeah. Maybe, I the, maybe the arguments on the, over, in the under, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, if Chargers get big enough lead. Yeah. I just, I like that garbage time points. Like, those, those come out big with Jacksonville. So, Keelan Cole or... You know, like, I just think he, he can come out and shine. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the next game we got is the Denver-KC game. This is in Denver. This is going to be probably the first snow game of the year we get. Denver's got some big snow there right now. It's open at 9.5 in favor of KC on the road as a road favorite. And the total is at 45.5, which, which is kind of interesting considering that it is going to be a snow game. And people tend to jump immediately on the unders in snow games. But snow we, games are go yeah, hit over all the time. Which we've seen. And the one that sticks out in my mind is the Philadelphia game in the snow. I believe they played Detroit when Shady was still in Philadelphia. And Shady ran for like 250 that <laughs> yeah, game? Yeah, massive game. So I always think of that game in the back of my head. And the Minnesota-Baltimore game where they scored the record of... I think it was three or four touchdowns in the last minute and a half. Each yeah. team went back and forth. I think this game could easily hit the over. It's only a 45 and a half. And I think Drew Locke is starting to hit that chemistry. I would agree. And gelling with Jerry Judy. He's gelling with Tim Patrick. I don't know Noah Fant's injury status as of right now. It is only Thursday, so we'll find out more tomorrow in their full practice. Shoot, Philip Lindsay has been Philip Lindsay's and back, I, right? And I would argue that Philip Lindsay in the snow yeah. is better. Yeah, yeah. Than Melvin Gordon. Absolutely, Philip Lindsay is, um, to me, is a much better running back. I mean, maybe Melvin Gordon's got the better pass catching abilities or whatever. But I think downhill running, Philip Lindsay's the guy I want to take that rock every single time. He's just so small, though. That's the problem. I guess that's what they they lean on too. But when you look at running backs, sometimes in this league, they don't really. Ne- we just seen it tonight with Boston Scott. You don't necessarily need to be the biggest guy. You don't need to be Derrick Henry every time. It does give but it you does help. It does help you quite a bit when you're Derrick Henry. Um, I just I, I I like this game. This is probably going to be the game that we get Le'Veon Bell. This yeah. is going to be interesting. Does this kind of screw up the chemistry that Casey's got going? Clyde Edwards-Helaire had a very massive game last week. I think they set the record for the most rush yards in Kansas City last week. To me, you can't mess up a good thing. 
So I don't think we even see Le'Veon. If you're touching da- Daily Fantasy, I think Le'Veon is something somebody you just leave off your lineups this week. I think even in year-long fantasies, you just wait it out. Yeah, I would agree. I think you heed all expectations and you heed all opinions until you see what this body of work can actually do in this offense. <clears throat> yeah, I, it's tough because the argument was in uh, pass-catching situations, uh, you see uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire really mess up some key blocks and and that's that's gonna happen for a rookie because that's the toughest part of being a running back in the nfl Mm -hmm. is the assignments so let Le'Veon bell in may have some pass catching duties Mm -hmm. because he's gonna be on the field to block yeah he'll be that he'll be able to fill that role that and he'll be able to mentor hopefully clyde edwards hilaire um do you have any pick either way on this game? I mean, that nine and a half point spread is a little bit much for me in a game where Casey's got to fly to Denver in the snow. I yeah. mean, it's a little bit much because I do believe that Denver's pace of play is a little bit slower. And Casey hasn't played all that well as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't, you're not, like last year, by this time, they were blowing everybody out. Yeah. You're not seeing the same thing this year. Um, yeah, ta- this was actually, when they lost to the Raiders, that was the first time that uh, Patrick Mahomes has ever lost by more than four points in a game before. Yeah. And that's three years of football. So maybe they, they're starting to get figured out a bit more. Maybe that Super Bowl hangover a bit. Um, if I'm playing this game, I'm being, I'm not taking that Denver money line, but I am taking that Denver point spread. I think they cover this. Yeah. I think that KC wins by maybe six, seven points. Um, I don't know if I take a teaser in this game because I'm not overly confident in the in the actual point spread number, but I do believe that Denver does make it a little bit closer than nine and a half. That's that, that's the thing, right? Like Vegas is saying Kansas City is going to win by eleven. Yeah, at, basically at that, with that. At, with, at that point, there's like I can't see that happening. No, I I just I don't see it with the way Drew Locke is starting to come out. I don't think that Drew Locke is a bad quarterback, and I think that offense has a lot of good pieces on there. Yeah, and totally. it's a divisional game. Divisional games usually are a lot closer in scores than you know normal games on the slate. Yep. So for me, that's that's almost an easy easy Denver. Yeah, I would I would, I would pick. The on the spread oh, on the spread there. Yeah, I would one hundred percent. I would agree with that. Yeah, that's, uh, would you touch the over the under in that one? That's a tough one. Yeah. Um, that's I wouldn't touch that one because the snow makes it so the variables. Very yeah, I don't like yeah. the variable there. I I would pick Denver on the un- or Denver on the spread, but that's about it. Yeah, let's stay away from the rest. Uh, last two games on this. Well, I guess we got three now with the Monday Nighter. Um, the last afternoon game is the Niners and the Patriots. To me, this was as soon as I I always jump on about Tuesdays and I look at the lineup and the the lines from Vegas and how they're set. And this one I thought was super disrespectful to the Niners. I don't think the Patriots are the same Patriots as before. Call it what you want. You could say it's without. Tom Brady, you could say whatever it is. I personally think it's because they're missing 90% of their defensive roster. Yeah. Um, I think if they got a healthy team, we're not having this conversation, really. I think that the Patriots are an easy win. but the not, and, and I think that Vegas is still basing this off of Foxborough, well, Belichick. Teams don't go in and win in Foxborough. I just don't see it. I think the Niners, the two-point favorites I, I for the Patriots. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Um, And I think Vegas 
is saying, oh, Miami beat the 49 yeah. just smoked the 49ers. Yeah. Like, no, that's an anomaly. That's it's magic creating Man, magic. You, you got to like, too. The Niners, it, we talked, you just talked about with the injury player coming back, Devontae Adams. The Niners got back their quarterback. Well, he yeah. was very. He wasn't even healthy. Yeah, you know, he was. Had, he was thrown on one leg. You know, there like was, there was a couple players that were getting back. Debo no. Samuel's first game back. Last week, I think we seen that Niners team. Now I know they lost Mostart, um, but Hasty has been a decent fill-in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that McKinnon, after two years, he's starting to finally find his rhythm. Yeah. Um, both running backs, I think, will be used sporadically throughout that game. I do think this game is a little bit. Too low on the total with 43 and a half. Uh, I think if Cam Newton's playing healthy, he's getting that offense rolling a bit more. I think that they could potentially hit maybe a 50 point game. Um, I wonder what the weather's like in New England. Yeah, it's got to be cold or something yeah. because I can't see that. I, I don't know. Maybe they think it's just going to be a run first kind of game, you know? Which it will be, but like, shoot, Cam Newton's put up points running the ball as well. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I could. I would hit the over on this. No quite for at forty three point five. Yeah, you don't have to you don't have to do a lot to convince me. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you right now. Um, but I have San Fran winning this game. I would pick them on the money line. Not worth it, but I would pick it on the money line. Absolutely. Uh, I, I love San Francisco in this game. I said, like I said, I seen it as soon as I seen this game. I was all over. I that. would tease this game. One hundred percent. I have forty ers by. By three and a half. Yeah, you can see. I can see that. I can see them winning by more than three. Um, you, some of these trends too are are kind of in San Francisco's favor when you look at it. Uh, San Francisco is thirteen and seven straight up in their last twenty games. They're also five and one against the spread in their last six games on the road. Um, that to me, I, I just think on the road, it's just nice. I think Vegas also looking at the total has gone under in seven of San Francisco's last ten played in October. That's probably why they're looking yeah. at that that total so low at forty three and a half. I I like the over in this game though. I I don't think that they're giving enough credit to these offenses on both sides of the ball. I think that Cam Newton is able to put up a little bit of points. You know, like yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think I think this is a big Brandon Ayuk game. Mm-hmm. This 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 to me has like. Kyle Shanahan just knows how to utilize players, and Bill Belichick knows how to take away the yeah. best players. Who's the best player on the 49ers? Everybody knows it. Yeah. George Kittle. Yeah, he's going to take that away. So he's going to take that away. Some of Brandon Ayuk's time to shine. I might even put him in the lineup, actually. Yeah. Uh, that minus three teaser is nice at plus 140. I'll at jump, plus 140? I'll oh. jump all over that. I'll jump it all over. <laughs> I'll be jumping all over that one. Um, the last game we got was flexed to the Sunday nighter. It is the Seattle Seahawks at the Arizona Cardinals. This game opened at three point favorites for the Seattle on the road, and the total is at 56. In prime time, Kyler Murray coming off of what could be one of his best games of his life. Yeah, absolutely. After after time. that shaky big start, right? Yeah. Like you, he. He just plays well in AT&T Stadium, I guess. Uh, yeah, I hear that. That's his uh, go-to spot. <laughs> I do like the Cardinals in this game. Um, I think Ooh, that wow. coming into this season, I was very high on the Cardinals just based on the fact that, you know, San Francisco's coming off the Super Bowl hang Well, not the hangover, but, you know, they played later. Yeah. And I think that they just, they just weren't going to be that as competitive as they were last season yeah and i thought arizona just getting d hops uh 
that just was it. You know what I mean? That was the main piece they were missing. Uh, Larry Fitz has been non-existent this season, so he's that's getting, a little bit. He's getting older, you know. It's it's it was about to, it's bound to happen. Yeah, it was a little bit you know shaky for me. Uh, there's a couple s- points that I do not like on this game that make me hesitant to go with Arizona. Seattle's ten and two straight up in their last twelve oh, yeah. on the road. Um, this total has gone under in four of Seattle's last five. Uh, in October, and Arizona is six and three straight up in their last nine games. So I mean, it can go either way in this one. The one, the one thing that gets me though is prime time. Kyler yeah. Murray in it, prime time. To to me, that all goes out the window. I mean, like you got to look at. Sometimes you have to look at the game, mm-hmm. and as as a, as a one game, it's in prime time. And the one thing that Seattle's been doing. And they've been sticking to their word. Is they're letting Russ cook? Yeah, they are. They're letting Russ cook. They said it. It's like we're gonna let Russ cook. We're gonna let it. the offense. This team is now Russell Wilson's team. Mm-hmm. And I'm I would hit the over. I'm gonna I'm gonna smash the over in this game. I'm, I would hit the over. Like I say, I I think this money line speaks volumes. For yeah. 160 for the Cardinals uh, plus 160. I think that just says. Vegas is pretty high on the Cardinals this year as well. Yeah, I would um, agree. They're only three-point dogs at home, so I do believe that this game would have been a little bit more closer, um, you know, a couple a couple weeks down the road from now. Um, yeah, like I say, <clears throat> I'm going heavy on Arizona this week. Uh, unless something really changes my mind. I, I, I wouldn't. I like Seattle. I've got Seattle winning this game, and handedly ooh handedly like you look at this offense and you look at what Arizona losing Chandler Jones yeah their pass rush their pass rush it's you give Russell Wilson time in the pocket yeah him and DK DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson's connection has been unreal yeah it's kind of scary Chris Carson He's been running all over the mm-hmm. place. This offense is great. I mean, don't get me wrong. Arizona has been pretty good on offense as well. Mm-hmm. But who have they played, right? Like, they played Dallas last yeah, week. Yeah, fair. Um, Seattle doesn't have a very good defense either, you got to think. They don't. And I will agree with you. But this they be, always they always win. Yeah, fair enough. This is going to be a blowout for sure. Like a blow-up game for oh, sure. Oh, like absolutely. Pick the over. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And uh, the Monday Nighters, the Bears at the Rams. The Bears coming off of a you know, sneaky win against the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a six-point dog on the road in a game that has a total of 45. Uh, I am tired of the Bears being the dog. People, like, you know what? Everybody says it. They are the worst Five and one. Yeah, team. they say they're imposters. They and you know what? They may be. They may be the worst five and one team. Mm-hmm. I won't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. But they're winning, and they're winning. They're beating teams like Tampa. They're beating. They're beating. They're beating real teams. Yeah, Carolina's a good team. They're Carolina's no yeah, like I got Chicago. That Chicago spread, you know, like, that looks too juicy. Well, six points. I don't think the Rams are going to win by six. I don't think the Rams. Um, Jared Goff isn't very good in prime time. Last year, Baltimore came and spanked them. And uh, Yeah, that's Baltimore. But <laughs> you regardless, I mean, Goff is not a prime time player. Uh, I haven't found any stats on him. I didn't look up that game because it's on Monday night. I usually keep my Monday night bets till later on. Yeah. And, but 
yeah, early thoughts. I just I'd hammer that Chicago money line. Absolutely. At two fifteen. I, I love it. I easy, love it. Easy. Because I just don't think that the Rams are legit contenders. They can't even decide who the running back is at this point between Brown, Akers, Henderson. Henderson, yeah. Uh Akers had one play, I think he was on, and when he asked about it, Sean McVay gave typical Sean McVay answer, which lasted three and a half minutes, and he couldn't explain why he didn't play him. It basically boiled down to the fact that he forgot that Cam Akers was on their team. <laughs> so, to me, I just don't think they even know what they're doing on offense anymore. Yeah, they got Cooper Cup. Yeah, they got Robert Woods. I just, I love the Bears defense. I say it all the time. Big-time players come out and make big-time plays in big-time games. This is Khalil Mack's game. I picked him up in my year long. I think this is his game where he comes out and shines. He just he's gonna eat Jared Goff yeah, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner on Monday night. Listen, if we're wrong, so be it. So be it. But so I'm picking I'm picking the Bears on this one. All right, so let's make a quick little parlay here, uh, parlay lock. What is your three to five game parlay lock oh, that you're going to set in as of Thursday night? Um, I am definitely picking the over on this Dallas game. And I am teasing the the Dallas game to. I would. I'm gonna tease it three and a half. Teasing it to three and a half. I like that. Three and a half. Like I think Dallas. It's gonna be a high scoring game, but I think Dallas beats beats them. Um, Another week in the offense. I don't have faith in Dallas. I don't think they can beat an actual team. Mm-hmm. But it's the Washington football team. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm that that spread on Chicago. I'm taking that easy money, easy money. Um, the LA game. I'm taking the LA Chargers. Um, that spread is nice. And yeah, and I'll take them on the money line too. Oh, uh, you can't parlay the money you line. Can't with t- the... Oh, I didn't know that. Yo, I'm new to this, so. And my last one, 49ers. Nice. That spread is nice and juicy. Yeah, I think uh, my five I'm going to lock in are going to be the Niners spread uh, to beat the spread of two. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take the Niners money line on this one. I'm going to take the Niners' money line. I'm going to take the Green Bay to to win by more than three and a half. Take the Green Bay over 57, the Chargers 7, and the Detroit over 55. Uh, that's a t- plus 25, 78 odds. $20 bet wins you 535 bucks. Yeah, mine it is. $20 bet, 600 bucks. Nice, there you go. Those are our locks for the props. Well, not really the props. We're not. We didn't do any player props this week, no. but we went with the uh, with the game bets, yeah. the point spreads, and the totals. Our 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 lines. Our lines, as you say. Yeah. Um. Did you want to give a three player thing here, like we used to do? We'll yeah. do an X factor kind of thing here with the draft. So on players. on on DFS, I still think it's important. I think like people, it's blowing up. Yeah. Like people are loving DraftKings. So. Um, let's do our X Factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do our value pick. Yep. And let's do our lock. Okay. So, just to recap, the lock is usually one of the higher priced people that um, 
is just going to blow up. Yeah. You know, that was, you know, a year ago with Christian McCaffrey. You know, you were willing to pay the $8,000 for yeah. him because, you know, he was going to get you 40 points. Yeah, every time. Every single time. Um, so for me this week, my lock, Aaron Jones. Nice. Aaron Jones is, he is the focal point of that offense. And I mentioned it, uh, I mentioned it, they're like, they're a lot like Tennessee. Yeah. And who are they playing this week? (laughs) The Houston, I was going to say Oilers. (laughs) The Houston Texans. (laughs) Am I old? Yeah, we're getting old, bro. <laughs> I, I, I love that lock. Um, you kind of stole that lock right from under my nose. I was going to pick uh, Aaron Jones. I'm going to stay in the same game, though. I'm going to say that my lock will be Devontae Adams. Oh, I think lock. that Aaron Rodgers didn't get to use his number 17. And as I said before, I watched that Tuesdays with Aaron Rodgers in the week prior, like last week when he was on there. He They said, you know, how big is it to get – uh, St. Brown back, Ezekiel St. Brown there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Monica, so I obviously say his first name. And he said, you know what, not as big as getting number 17 is. So I think that this week is the week that Devontae Adams has one of those weeks where he just blows up. Yeah. Uh, he's 7,900, so you are breaking the bank Absolutely. to get him. But it's worth it. It's Absolutely. worth it. We can find some value. Yeah. How do you feel about Michael Thomas if he, if he plays? Uh, That's a tough one. If he plays, I believe that I would... I would throw him in a lineup yeah. or two. Um, maybe not my Millie Maker lineup, but I would. Yeah. I would be. I would be. You know, I wouldn't be opposed to putting him in certain lineups because he does have that ability to blow up, and I feel like his ownership will be very low. Yeah. Based on the fact he hasn't played for a few weeks, you know, since week one, and it's just like that. Um, who's your X factor play? Um, my X factor this week, and I don't know if it's so much of an X factor. Uh, Kenny Galladay. Mm. Um, he's going to be sitting at around probably the 7 to 12%, uh, 12 being the higher end. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're playing Atlanta. Like Atlanta is a team that gives up a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns to wide receivers. Um, and like you were saying earlier, I feel like this might be the Matt Stafford, mm. you know, prototypical game where he throws two touchdowns and 100 yards to Kenny Galladay, and that'll win you some money. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, my X Factor will be in that same Green Bay game. My X Factor will be Will Fuller. I think that if Houston has any nice. chance of winning this game, nice. Will Fuller has to have his blow-up game. Will, will Fuller. Fuller has to have his 140-yard, two-touchdown game. He needs the 15 targets. He needs to come out and absolutely dominate in order for Houston to keep – to keep up with this. Yep. I mean, they do have some other pieces there. Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb. But I just think that if they want to win this and they want to compete with A-Rod and D, D. Adams, they're really going to have to expect Will Fuller to come the, out. The, the, the reason I like that pick is because King is the cornerback. He's an elite cornerback, mm-hmm. but he's not, he's not a speed guy. He's yeah, more yeah. of like a Richard Sherman, I'm going to... I'm going to be physical on the line. Mm-hmm. Will Fuller can, you know, take the top out of, off of any defense. I agree. I really like that pick, um, and I'm going to put that in the lineup. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Do you have a, a value play? Now, are we setting a, a certain wage at this? Do you want to do under maybe five? Um, it, it always depends on, like, the on, – on the position, right? Like, mm-hmm. 
um, because my value play this week is going to be Kyle Allen. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, at 5,600, I believe. Yeah, quarterback. Uh, quarterback, I mean, like, that Dallas defense yeah. has been god-awful. Mm-hmm. And that gives you so much room. Stack them with Scary Terry. Shoot, put Logan Thomas. I think it's Logan Thomas, their yeah, tight yeah. end. Mm-hmm. Um, stack them there. D- Dallas's D has been the worst defense against tight ends this year. And they've actually been the... They're breaking history to becoming the most points scored on, on in a season. On a season. On, like, to me, that's a safe pick. Even if he gets you 20 points yeah. at 5,600, you're laughing. Yeah, I You're agree. laughing. Um, my value pick, I, I struggle with this one uh, just because I have a couple that I really, really like. Uh, I'll name my two that I, I narrowed it down to. Uh, my first one being Mike Williams. Now, Mike Williams against that Jacksonville game, our Jacksonville team, he is only $4,700. I know! Now, I don't know if if DraftKings has watched this boy play, but he is a beast. Yeah. I think that when he lost that game, he just almost had that win when he stretched across, right? He almost had that win. I think that's eaten at him. Yeah. This guy's going to have a big big game this week i just i i just have faith in somebody like him i just traded obj because i have so much faith in mike williams (laughs) i do too i think that he is he could be that guy and the other one i have is going back to that green bay game is valdez scantling um if if they this game does turn into a shootout type of game I can see Valdez Scantling having a sneaky game. He's only forty one hundred dollars. Yeah, and absolutely. If it's going to be an over game, he can easily see a touchdown in this game. Absolutely. He with with MVS, all you need is sixty yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Yes, that's one play for him. Mm-hmm. That's one play, and you'll get your money there. Yeah, I agree. So uh, that's my value player. I mean, I haven't really been making too many DraftKings lineups, but I do like to, if I do make one, I'm just going to stack that Green Bay-Houston game. Oh, absolutely. And actually, we do get the Monday Nighter this week, so that's going to be interesting to see when it gets played because before, we would only ever have the Sunday Nighter on on this uh, slate, and then they moved that away, so you were done after the afternoon. But now that we have the evening game on Monday night, it's going to last a whole two days, this DraftKings slate. This is this is going to be interesting. That's I don't know if I like it, one. but we'll, see how it, we'll goes. see how it goes. Well, that's it for this week's episode. I mean... Uh, that was fun. Was I really fun. I really enjoyed that. Like, it felt good yeah. to, like, come back and, you know, sit on this, yeah. this seat and, you know, talk to all y'all again. It was a little rusty, but, you know, we'll find a rhythm again. Absolutely. I mean, everything's rusty in COVID, so it's not like, you know... <laughs> We're just we're gonna pull we're gonna pull through. We're not like the Falcons down twenty eight to three. No, up twenty eight to three. Sorry, we're we're not like that. We're the opposite side. We're the Patriots down twenty eight to three. We're coming back. We're coming back. Travis, that wasn't for you. <laughs> Anyways, I'll at your boy. Thank you for tuning in. We'll check y'all next week. Good luck in your contests. Right. That was good.